So, hello friends, welcome back into this podcast. The tackle is the first one of this series. In this episode and in this podcast, I will interview all kinds of creators like software developers, designers, video makers and so on. 50 up to 20 minutes where they share their stories, their advices and what changed their life. Are you ready? Okay. Today I want to present you Edward, an ex-Google employee and a self-made iOS developer. Hello Edward, can I call you Ed? How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, you can call me Ed, it's all good. <laughs> I'm very good, thanks. Okay, okay uh, let's give to Ed the chance to introduce himself. So Ed, who are you? And uh, what do you do? And where do you see yourself in five years? Okay, so... Um... Hi everyone, I'm Ed. I'm um, 30 years old. I'm from Belgium, I'm currently living in Switzerland, and I'm an independent iOS developer. Uh, so that means I basically build apps for a living, not for clients or for companies, but just my own IDs that I ship on the App Store and that I monetize to pay my bills, basically. Uh, so that's what I do today. Um, the five-year plan question, I haven't had to answer this question a lot lately because I'm not really in job interviews, but uh, uh, five years, I would say I'm still going to be building products. I don't know if it will be apps or something else. Uh, I'm totally open to branching out to other things, but uh, yeah, for sure, I'll still be building things and, and hopefully still be independent and free of my time. So that's my, my main goal lately. <laughs> Okay, so in uh, your niche, I mean in the software developer niche, what is the worst advice you see or hear? Huh. Um, one thing I hear a lot is um, is that people think that they cannot make it on their own. So uh, by this I mean that many people think it's, it's, it's gone the days where you could build a product or in my case an app um, and ship it to the app store and make enough money to, to, to make a living with just this. And there's a misconception that it's, it's become completely impossible uh, because you have big players, because you have massive companies that have huge marketing budgets to buy traffic, buy downloads, get, get all the attention. Um, but there's, there's an angle to all this that I really don't agree with, which is that you can find niches that are too small for big companies. Uh, but way big enough for individuals. And by this, I mean, um, if you find your niche and you monetize it properly to the people that are willing to support um, solo makers, there's room to make a living like this. And um, I really want people to believe this because it's often something that's overlooked and um, it can really create lifestyle businesses and then it's a great opportunity to chase. So that's something that comes to mind for sure. Yeah, I understand. And um, just uh, to let you know, I am a, a big fan of you. Um, <laughs> I uh, honestly, I am also a user of uh, your app. I mean, uh, I mm, on, use on daily basis uh, um, the your YouTube app and uh, yeah. also your YouTube stickers uh, app. Nice. Okay. Uh, it's good and, you mention uh, which ones because now I start to have this portfolio, so I, I never really know which ones. So it's good you mentioned them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no problem. And uh, um, 
I also uh, follow you on Instagram and I follow your journey. That is uh, mm-hmm. a- an example for me. Uh, I mean, uh, you inspiring also my my journey with uh, mm-hmm. your photos and your experience. And uh, I have asked you a question. How has a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? I mean, what is your favorite failure that inspire you to success to succeed okay mm. so i'm gonna mention a few because it's i think today you can't really succeed if you haven't failed a few times um and that might sound very philosophical but it's if you look at uh, many people's success stories you shouldn't just look at what made them succeed there's like a whole period of time sometimes months sometimes year before that where these people are not known, their product is not known, nothing is, is really working, and that's when the hard work happens. And then people get to know, okay, something great happened at some point, but without really seeing everything that was uh, that was done to get to that point. Um, my, my favorite failures for me were that, so the first one I'll mention, I was 21 years old. Um, I was at university in Belgium, and I had to pick a few courses for a minor program. So it was kind of, I studied business and economics, um, so nothing related to, to programming. And I had to pick six, six courses on top of this that were not related to um, my studies directly. And I decided to go for computer science because I was like, okay, it could be fun to learn how to design and build websites. Um, something that can be useful with my future marketing career or whatever. I knew digital was, uh, was a booming thing uh, 10 years ago. And uh, I thought, okay, being a bit more technical could, could help. I really didn't look at any anything. I didn't really check what I was signing up for. And next thing I knew, I was, I was basically with the computer engineering students uh, doing courses of their third or fourth year or something like this. Um, and I had literally no experience whatsoever. Um, okay. And so I, I got thrown in and I, I completely failed everything. It was way beyond what I could understand. Um, I, I didn't really know how to learn by myself back then because I was really, you know, in this mentality of you have exams, here is the book you need to go through, you go through the book and then you hope you pass the exam. And I was pretty much doing this for, for my main, uh, main degree. And so I failed everything in programming, uh, but really badly to the point where I had to cancel my uh, enrollment for this minor thing, write to my jury, beg them to put me on a secondary program. And I had to take like the entirety of the program in one year instead of two. Um, so it was really, really big, uh, big failure. And it almost cost me one year uh, that I had to redo. Uh, luckily, I didn't have to, but it almost costed me that year. Um, so that was the, the, the main failure that I had at university. Um, the second example I can mention would be um, my first startup. So after I graduated, that was in uh, 2013, uh, a few friends of mine were launching a, a startup right out of, right out of university. Um, they were look, yeah, they were looking for uh, a first employee kind of thing. Like, Keep in mind, we were 23 years old, so we had no idea what we were talking about, but it was fun to be launching a startup in Belgium back then. Um, and I decided to join them. The product was a, a social recommendation tool for fashion lovers. Uh, <laughs> we were four guys launching this. 
and we had no clue whatsoever about fashion or blogging or anything like this. We just have an idea and uh, we tried to launch it and we raised money. Everything was going well. We were in the press in Belgium. Everything was like, oh my God, these guys are going to make it. Uh, but we had literally no idea what we were doing. Um, and then we burned through the cash. It became really hard. And uh, eventually I had to leave the business about a year after uh, I joined them because we, we were not going the right direction. Um, we were not taking money out of the, the bank. We were just building the product and promoting it. And it wasn't really working the way we wanted. Um, so that was kind of sour and it was with friends. And, you know, you learn that launching a business with friends is, is kind of dangerous because uh, when, when it works, it's super exciting. When the hard time hits, it, um, it gets messy sometimes. And, um, and that was something that I think was a building block for me because I realized then that I was still not technical. I didn't, so I had failed programming at university. We were building an app uh, as part of the startup, but I had no idea how these things worked. And I was like, okay, I'm the, I was the one talking to users because I was the, 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 the marketer. I was talking to people, trying to promote the yeah. product. And um, without really understanding how complex things were to build, I, I was not credible in, in the business because my users were like, okay, uh, this is great, but we would love to have this feature and this functionality and the, the, this thing should do that instead of this. And I was always coming with ideas and, and I was going to the engineers and they were like, well, well, okay, but this is, would take a month to do. We can't do that now. It's, and I had no clue. And I felt really kind of, kind of stupid back then because it was not, um, it was, it was not a pleasant experience to know that I was so limited because I didn't know things. And I think that also uh, triggered problems down the line that led to failure. Um, and I learned a huge amount from this, even though when, when I left the startup, I felt bad. It was a bad time. It was not, not pleasant. Uh, you know, lots of doubt, lots of uh, regrets. Um, and all of these things um, turned into positive today because I know that this, this was a, another building block that led me to learn programming on my own term and that really triggered a lot of uh, progress in me but back then I didn't realize this um, so that's the second failure I can mention and then the last thing is uh, I failed with apps like loads of times I've built things that went nowhere um, many things that went nowhere I spent two years on my first product that was a, a stupid mistake but you know you learn by doing um, yeah. and and yeah um, failing is part of the, the success. That's the, the, the few examples I can mention. Yeah, and in, in the second example, uh, you uh, you actually, I mean, right now uh, you are uh, actually combining uh, uh, two skills, uh, two valuable skills. I mean, the business uh, skills and the developer skills uh, to produce valuable valuable uh, product like your uh, apps yeah that's that's right i mean th that's been uh, a building uh, a, a journey that's been building up slowly uh, keep in mind i've been doing this for about five years now um, so i started learning to program about six months after the, i left that startup uh, but then again on my own terms i decided to go back to it because i wanted to build uh, a second stream of revenue. I was like, okay, I was in London at the time working my first social media job after failing at the startup. 
and um, I realized that London is very expensive and that my salary <laughs> was not that great and that I wanted more um, to this. And um, so that's why with the, one of my best friends, we started learning to program together, um, just buying a course on Udemy.com. It went from there and um, slowly over the years, you know, you progress, you make uh, more and more products. And then I got lucky that some of them um, started getting some traction. And then once you get that to that point, it gets easier because you start monetizing, optimizing, and then you, you learn from what worked and then you just replicate. And, and it's still not guaranteed of success, of course, and I've been failing again and again since then, but uh, it gets easier and it starts to be more fun once you have a, a foundation you can build upon. So, Yeah, but, but failure is part of the process. Always. Um, If you haven't failed, you yeah. can't succeed. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, for me, uh, you are like um, a, a mentor or uh, a, a giant. I mean, uh, like Timothy <laughs> Ferris says, uh, said in uh, in the book Tool of Titans. For me, you are a titan. And um, <laughs> I want to to ask to you the, the same question that uh, he asks in um, in uh, in the podcast that uh, he make in uh, online so the question is what are your morning rituals and what do you do in the first 60 minutes of your day so that varies a lot actually because um, I don't I, I wouldn't say I have a, a routine per se Uh, I try to wake up at the same time every day, weekdays or weekends, doesn't matter for me anymore because, well, once you don't have a, a nine to five jobs which forces you to be at the office at that time or whatever, the, the week and the weekends gets all melted together and doesn't matter anymore. Sometimes I'll have a, a very productive day on a Sunday and sometimes I'll do nothing on a Thursday. So that's why my routine is kind of, um, can, can vary a lot actually. Uh, but generally in the morning, I I wake up, I check the sales from the previous day because that's the most fun part of, of being a, an indie developer is that you get paid every day. So uh, on the on the App Store Connect, it's the platform we use uh, for, for iOS development. Um, yes. Every morning gets updated with the sales from, from the previous day. So that's the first thing I do generally just to give me a small kick. If it's been a bad day last, in the last 24 hours, then I'm super pumped and motivated to work uh, harder to fix it. Or if it's been an amazing day, I know I can book a restaurant for, for the night and celebrate with my fiance. Um, so that's one thing I check in the morning. Um, and then once I get to my, to my desk, I get a coffee and I generally check if there's been any kind of major incident overnight in any of the apps I have. Keep in mind that my my user base is mostly based in the US. So when I'm sleeping, okay. they are on their phone using my apps most of the time. <laughs> And so if something bad happens, I will know when I wake up because I will get like, I don't know, 100 emails for a, a crash or a bug fix or something that needs to be done. So I generally check for this, check my uh, user emails, see, see if there's anything that needs like immediate attention. Um, and once all this is done, I generally start working on any of the projects that I'm working on at the moment. And uh, generally I know the day before what I'm doing um, uh, in the next morning. So I try to plan ahead and I know when I wake up that, okay, today I'm gonna do this, 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 and this. And I have my list for the day. And when I'm done with the list, 
if I make if I manage to make everything uh, go well for that day, I plan I plan the next day. So I know okay, this is done. Or if something that I there's there's something I couldn't finish, then it gets reported to the next day. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what yeah, what's my routine? I would say. Okay, so you start to work without uh, uh, doing uh, a breakfast. I generally skip breakfast. Yeah, I'm 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 one of those people that uh, I would have like a brunch on Sunday or something, but I don't need food to get started. A coffee is enough, and then I I skip straight to lunch usually. Okay, okay, is okay because sometimes um, people uh, prefer to. Um, make a breakfast and uh, sometimes people prefer to skip the breakfast because uh, um, eat food uh, feels um, I don't know uh, like uh, brain stop and so on so yeah I, I, I'm not advocating for either or like this is just my way uh, but I don't know if one is healthier or the other this is It's all these things that I haven't really uh, okay. digged into enough to really know, but uh, yeah, I, I generally, for me, oh. a, cof a coffee is good enough to get started. Um, sometimes I get a second okay. coffee during the morning before lunch, but uh, yeah, generally I skip breakfast unless it's uh, Sunday brunch or, or something like this, or we're going out or something like that. Okay, you, uh, usually I never skip the breakfast, but uh, tomorrow I, I will try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you, this is this is by no means something that will uh, be a, 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 um, a factor in like uh, success or failure. I think it's just yeah. people have different ways of doing things, and that, that's completely okay. So. Okay, okay, uh, we are at the end. We have uh, the last uh, two minutes, so uh, one end message for everyone. The main goal for this podcast as i said is to interview all kind of creators that actually are self-made and what to make the difference let's take uh, edward example let's take his history his advices uh, and try to get the better that uh, can improve yourself day by day and i want to give to edward a chance to share one last thing uh, to all of you Edward, what advice would you give to our 20, 25 or 30 uh, years old listeners? Well, I suppose if, if they're listening to this podcast, they're interested in, in, uh, in building something, whether it's going to be an app, a website, write a book, whatever kind of product that they're interested in making to complement revenue or to build a full revenue stream and then focus on that entirely. Um, first of all, I think age doesn't matter. Um, I have the chance to interact with many people on, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, and I see creators from all, all ages. Um, yesterday, again, I was talking to, to a guy who's not even 18 and he's struggling because he knows he could, uh, <laughs> he could, he has a product that could make money, but he's just not allowed legally to, uh, publish it because it's not 18 yet and on the app store you need to be 18 to start yeah. uh, <laughs> publishing apps so there's 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 going to be struggles and challenges at, at all ages but what i'm going to say is that there's um the best time to start is today um whether you are uh, 20 25 30 even 60 what it doesn't matter as long as it's fun and then you're enjoying the process uh, there's no there's no bad time to start and you should start now um 
And the second thing I'm going to say, and I've been repeating this over and over and over again to many, many, many people, is that um, try to learn from the mistakes of others. Um, because I've seen so many people trying to polish their first product so much that it looks perfect. And it does look perfect, but maybe they missed the whole point of, is that product going to solve a problem or going to help people? Or is there already another company that does it already much, more, much better? And so the, the, the second advice would be to ship as fast as possible. If it's too polished, it's too late. And I've, I've been doing that mistake myself. Um, I spent two years on my first app. And it's, it, I think it got like maybe 1,500 downloads uh, over the period of two years. Uh, which is ridiculous <laughs> compared to, to the things I, I, I'm seeing today. Was this, this is the amount of downloads I, I make in a few hours now. Uh, and I, it took me two years to gather all of this. Uh, and that, that was a big mistake to, to not shift and stop working on something that was clearly not working. But I was too naive to realize it back then. So it's, it's important to realize that you ship something, you do it fast. And then you check what's the reality. Is it actually working? Are people talking to, to you? Are they sending feedback or are you just hearing nothing? And like, if there's no traffic and nobody tells you it would be better if you probably have a problem with the product itself and you have to reconsider and maybe start something else. Um, so yeah, start today and ship fast. Those are the two things I would say um, are the key things to get started. Okay, that's amazing. I will start today <laughs> a new app, so. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Ed, for your time, and uh, see you later. I mean, uh, see you the next time, and um, see you to the next episode of this uh, podcast uh, series. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so again. much for having me. Thank you. Thank you.